You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Heart of Dixie After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Heart of Dixie After Show. Ready? Here it goes. Bing is for doing. We're back with another Heart of Dixie After Show. We're on episode 14, season 2, called Take Me Home, Country Roads. I'm your host, Whitney Lane, and I'm joined with... Yes, hi, everybody. I am Paige Sullivan. I'm Christine Archer. Hi, guys. I'm Michelle Renee. And we have a special guest tonight, shaking his head along with the music. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> you should know that by now, right? What's up, everybody? Scott Porter. Yeah. Who plays George Tucker on the show, so we're happy to have him today to help us break down the episode and kind of tell us more about what's going on with him. So let's jump right into the episode, kind of break it down for you today. we got to talk about Zoe and Wade because it always seems to open and close with that couple, so we might as well jump in with them. And Wade is feeling a little bit deprived, right? What do you yes. think of this? Personally, I'm annoyed with Zoe. Okay. I think Wade fought really long and hard for her against George over here. <laughs> and he won the battle, or so he thought. And it seems as though this relationship just isn't going his way. Every week it's something that he needs from her. You know, he wanted more intimacy. He wants more attention. And she's just in her own bubble. You know, she's in Zoe world. And I don't think she's giving him, you know, it's a two-way street in a relationship. And I think it's very one way right now. I would agree. And I think that last week we kind of saw him compromising. Was it last week or was it week, the week before with the whole, like, you and Tansy and yes, the George's couple parents. of the double dates? And two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. He was almost seemed to be compromising and kind of... Shaking it off. You know, like, okay, I'll deal with it. But now I feel like in this episode it's more so moving towards him getting a little bit annoyed. So mm-hmm. I could... I'm going to save it per, for predictions, but I could see that going mm-hmm. south. I think Wade these days takes a lot from Zoe. Like, at first, I mean, he was very iffy with the whole relationship. Mm -hmm. And now she's, like, giving him a lot of crap from week to week. And I'm surprised he's putting up with it as well as he is. I feel like that's, I don't know. I don't completely agree. I feel like she challenges him a little bit. Like, I mean, I know she says things that I don't agree with. I don't think she's the nicest person to him sometimes. But, like, she's kind of pushing him. He's looking back into that whole bar situation and, like, you know, starting to think about his life a little bit more, which I think is important. What do you think about the whole <laughs> Zoe Wade situation? Um, you know, I think that they complement each other pretty well, but I think there is still such a gap between them as people. And, and a lot of people like to say opposites attract. Yeah. But there comes a point when two people are just so different that you're going to have these spots where they're mm-hmm. trying to figure each other out. Wade wants what he wants when he wants it. Mm-hmm. Let's go away for the weekend. Well, you know, she's a very type A personality. She's very career oriented. Mm-hmm. The whole reason she moved to Bluebell was that so she could go back to New York and continue her career. She's had a, she's made a lot of changes. So I think over the course of the series, this is a different Zoe. And mm-hmm. you know, tigers don't change their stripes that easily. And there's going to be these things that, that come up. Each of the characters in the show are rooted in some type of issue. And you know, we've seen them all kind of manifest themselves this season. But you know, at the same time, you know, George and Wade have issues because of all their history together, but George understands how Wade works, and Zoe's still learning how he does work. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's learning a lot about himself because of it. So, right. bumps in the road, but I don't think it's necessarily that Zoe uh, is in the wrong all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he went to a strip club in Pioneer Days and didn't <laughs> tell her about it and lied about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think the show just doesn't spend as much time with what he does wrong as they do with what Zoe does wrong because this is her story. At the end mm-hmm. of the day... It's really Zoe's story. Mm-hmm. So, I would agree. And, you know, I think for Zoe, too, she moves down to Bluebell. And she wants kind of that, you know, she wants people. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. People start to notice her. She wants to be the doc, the town doctor. You know, she's finally stepping up. And so she's getting a little more recognition for all that she does. And I think she likes that. She obviously wanted to be around it. She She's always put her career first, I think. So, you know, I don't know. I would agree with that. I think that Wade does not always act the way he should as a boyfriend, in my opinion. And so when it comes down to it, you know, they got to kind of balance each other out for that stuff. Yeah, I think it was frustrating to see her choosing work over him. But at the same time, it also means that she's obviously putting more effort and more heart into, like, being in Bluebell and maybe, like, making this a long-term thing. But the question becomes, uh, I guess I'm the only guy in the room, so... (laughs) The question becomes, when would Wade not give up work to go, you know, fool around with Zoe all day. He would always just leave work because he doesn't really care. You know, so I think that's where the stark difference is. And Mm -hmm. it looks like Zoe is really choosing work over him, but she is one of two doctors in town. He's a bartender. And this is where I can speak for personal. You know, Wilson and I have had numerous conversations about where we come from. And as far as the characters go, George and Wade. And a lot of George's constant frustration with Wade is Wade could be so much more than he chooses to be. But we all have circumstances in our life. You know, we've all lost parents like he has or, or have had home issues or, you know, feel like you're from the wrong side of the tracks. But some people rise above and some people use it to stay complacent and happy and kind of a little bit lazy. And, you know, and, and that's where George... <clears throat> he's just like, come on, man. You could be so much more. Just be so much more. And I think that's what's really awesome about what Zoe's doing with Wade is because now he's he's thinking, maybe I do. Maybe I do finally need to find a greater purpose in life so I can be everything that, that this woman wants and needs out of somebody. I think it's you know kind of cool. So from the guy's perspective, you know, I would want a woman to push me and to have her own ambition. And, you know, mm-hmm. we see enough of them really having nice, nice little moments. So that, you know, tonight, even when she chooses work, it, you know, I think, it, I think it balances out. I don't know. Yeah, she definitely cares. And I think it also, I mean, it just shows. He, I don't think he's dumb. I think he's a very smart guy. I, talk, I always kind of give him the benefit of the doubt, at least Wade's character, because he does try. Like, he, I think he handles situations with Zoe so much more maturely than sometimes I thought Tansy did on the show. <laughs> and I was just like, he can handle it. He knows what he's doing. But then it always begs the question, because we've always talked about, you know, the whole love triangle between George and Wade and, um, and Zoe. You know, and George and Zoe just fit so much better together or complement each other in terms of, like, you know, their goals and their careers and things like that. So, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like we all kind of root for Wade and Zoe to work out. It's like the underdog or something, you know? Yeah. But in regards to kind of what you mentioned earlier, everybody's evolved in extreme mm-hmm. amounts this season. Season one to season two, the characters are completely different people. They've all changed. I mean, George and Lemon are out of a 15-year relationship. <laughs> and that in itself evolves somebody's life drastically. Yeah. And this episode, seeing Lemon even say, I'm a better person, I'm Lemon 2.0, mm-hmm. I think they're all, you know, George 2.0, Zoe 2.0, I think they're all a different person now. And they kind of... We as viewers have to deal with that now because we know Zoe is a certain person or Wade or George and now they're different so we have to evolve our thoughts of that character. How do you feel like your character has changed? Because like she said, every character has changed a lot since the last season. Uh, You know, it's it's funny. Uh, Twitter changes the way that you work as an actor. Mm -hmm. It just does. Uh, Being on the CW, they immediately send you an email as soon as you get cast on the network. Please get social networking. Please get Twitter. Please, you know, <laughs> and it's very, it's been very cool. But at the same time, I don't read message boards. I try not to read fan boards or, or any of those things because you don't want your work and the character that you have built to be affected by what you think people are saying out in the mm-hmm. world. But now that I'm on Twitter, there is a direct line to me to hear all of these things. Mm-hmm. George is boring, George is this, George is that, and it's in it, you know, they, I think people, I think as George's evolution in the first season, he was trying to fix something that was broken and he didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And he muted himself to try and pour everything he had into Lemon and he, 
and also trying to guard himself against feelings that were manifesting themselves for, for another person. You know, he was trying to not get emotionally attached anywhere else and, and fix what was broken. And that's what George's issue is, is that he's always focused on everyone else and then gets himself in a, a rut of trouble because he's never allowing him, himself to be honest. Mm-hmm. So earlier this season, Lemon and him have a moment after the pregnancy scare with yeah. Lemon and George, <clears throat> where George just very simply goes, everything, in my else, everything else in my life, I don't, ne- I don't, I don't need it. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm here for you. If you're pregnant, we're going to have a baby. I'm going to be like the most perfect dad. I'm going to be here for you. Maybe we can get this thing started. And he was just going to give everything up in his life again. And she called him out on it. She said, look, you can't do that. People mm-hmm. end up getting hurt because you're not being honest. And so I think that's what George, that's the biggest change I think for George's season is that he has started to focus on himself and what he wants and, and what he wants to do. And I think it took him a little while, but now he's completely himself again. I feel like this is the George that existed before Lemon and he had problems. Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to see the old George again. I, you know, he's, he's, he's fun. He can be fun. There was mm-hmm. flashes of it in the first season, but they've allowed me to do a lot more this year. And, you know, hopefully he's not as boring to everybody mm-hmm. out there. But, you know, he's, he's moving forward. He's, he's learned how to date as an adult, which is something mm-hmm. he never had to do. He started a relationship at <laughs> 15 years old, you know. Can you imagine being a sophomore in high school and then never yeah. dating anyone else until you're like... Page can. Yeah. Whitney can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then, right. But, Small town. Well, I wouldn't know what to do right now but, yeah. if I were single. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I would have no idea. Your life turns upside down, and, mm-hmm. then, and, then, and then what do you do? And I'm from Nebraska, so I, you know, I understand a lot of this. <laughs> Small well. town. Yeah, you know. But uh, I think George's evolution is, is not as drastic as everyone else's. But I think in tonight's episode especially, you see even with Lemon, old... Old character traits are going to manifest themselves mm-hmm. again, and they're going to for each of the characters. And I think that's kind of what this episode kind of was about. Zoe's old type A personality started coming back around. Lemon, who I, for my money, I think is being a little bit harsh with Annabeth, but I don't know because I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. I've never been in that situation. But, you know, I think that Lemon start, you know, there's a music track that they play for Lemon on the show when she starts getting conniving. And you heard it slowly coming into the show tonight. And I was That's like, oh, the music's coming back. Oh, it's coming back. You can tell. Yeah, she's going to get started again. But, you know, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to watch everybody move forward. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, George's kind of always been the stable guy, though, you know, the good guy. So I don't necessarily think you would see that much change. He's always been the one that's kind of there for everybody else. But, I mean, now starting with, like, Tansy, and I guess he also dated Shelby there for a little bit. I don't I don't know. It's hard for, I think, for me to watch when I'm like, that doesn't seem like the George's type of girl kind of thing, you know? <laughs> it wouldn't seem like the type he would go for. But, I mean, I guess he's only been with one, so you really don't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the balance we talked mm-hmm. about earlier. It's, uh, you know, Zoe and Wade shouldn't, I guess, naturally work, but they do because they give each other something that they need. Mm-hmm. And he needed spontaneity in his life. He needed to not know, you know, every time he came home. I think last week was the flu episode. Mm-hmm. And you hear Lemon say, oh, oh, my God, a man's coming over to the house and we're going to have <laughs> right. sex. <laughs> I used to know what this was and that, that tells a lot about George and Lemon's relationship mm-hmm. and what it had become and it had become very static and mm-hmm. very I gotta go to work until 7 and I come home and you know maybe a couple times a month we'll, you and I will have a nice <laughs> night you know and, and she you know she was frightened at the aspect of it and George needed the same thing as well he needed to get break out of the routine and it's a it's a small town so you're gonna you're going to date somebody that maybe you wouldn't have dated, and you're going to find out wonderful things about yourself through them. So right. I love George and Tansy. And, you know, you'll see Zoe and George still have awkward moments mm-hmm. here and there, but it's getting much easier for George to deal with them because he really is actually moved on, and, mm-hmm. and he's really happy now, and it wouldn't happen without Tansy. So, Do you think in the future, <coughs> I know you said obviously George has changed a lot, and you think he's become more himself this season than maybe in last season. Do you think he will end, I mean, this is a lot of predictions, I guess, and don't spoil anything, but <laughs> do you think he will end up with someone more like Tansy, or someone more like Zoe, or Lemon? <sighs> you know, <laughs> I don't know who he's going to end up with. I think He's still growing, and you'll see in the next couple of weeks that that George and Tansy have their moments where he says, look, (laughs) 
you get a little crazy sometimes, and I can't do crazy anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know, these are these are things that George is starting to say. You know, like there's an ultimatum that's going to come up very soon that that Tansy throws down to George, mm-hmm. and it's something that George really wants to do, and he needs to help somebody out with the situation. And she says, "Don't you can't do it. If you do it, we're breaking up." And he says, "Look, I I was with somebody for 15 years who." pick my socks and tie combination every day. Like, I cannot <laughs> Super have you tell me what to do. So I'm going to do this, and you can either accept it and accept me doing this, or we're, we're going to have to have a problem. We need to deal with these things head on, as opposed to just going, okay, you're right, and putting it away and letting it blow up in their faces like it did for <laughs> Lemon right. and, and George last year. So uh, I think it could work with Tansy, but I think ultimately... There's a lot to explore for George and Zoe. I think yeah. in your life you meet people that the timing's just never right. Mm-hmm. And you always wonder mm-hmm. what, you know, what could have been. And until I think they get that out of their system at some point. Now, we haven't shot anything. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But I, I think that's part of the allure of the two of them. Definitely. George and Zoe. So I think Lemon and George are, are going to be friends, but I don't, I don't know that he could do that again. I think there's, there's a great amount of betrayal there. There's a great amount of, you know, hurt that I think still exists and something that you can't quite get over. They're going to always care for each other as friends, but it's kind of like a, a, a doomed relationship at this point. But, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. think. Well, I think they'll both move on. I mean, in my opinion, it seems like they both already moved on to the friend level very quickly, which says a lot about the relationship they were in, if they were both able to move on this quickly. But mm-hmm. for me, personally, this season, for George, I like seeing him living on a boat and having fun, because <laughs> I kind of thought, post-Lemon, if it didn't work out with Zoe, like we were seeing, she said, you know, date people, if it were me, I would have been like, I'm going back to New York. I'm going to yeah. be a big-time lawyer. I'm going to do this. Yeah. Because what else other than, you know, family and friends, but Lemon was the reason you were still there. So it's kind of... Yeah, you know, it's. but Jonah said something in tonight's episode, which is Travis Van Winkle. I've actually known him for a while. Really great guy, and I, I love his character. Mm-hmm. Uh, his addition to the show is, is really great. He's kind of like a, a, like a 50-50 Wayne and Yeah, that's what George I was going to say. Yeah, he really is. Uh, I like it. Which is, which, you know, is he's a bit of a scoundrel, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see how this all plays mm-hmm. out. But, uh, but he said, you know, it's really tough to leave this town. Mm-hmm. And in the pilot... When George is talking to Zoe, he says, I woke up dreaming of sand beneath my feet and being able to see the stars at night, which makes me think that it was more than just Lemon that brought him back. Mm-hmm. So for George to, to jump ship that quickly, I, I don't know if it would necessarily happen. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see where the, where the future takes him. I think he, he really lit out on his own, and he's one of the few in town that has done it, and he's seen the outside world, and I think maybe he's, maybe he's comfortable to come back. He's just got to find the right girl to stay there with. Settle down with, yeah. That makes sense. So, I mean, I feel like the small town life kind of does that. You always have some attachment to it to, to kind of bring you home, I think. So, well, let's talk a little bit about just tonight and losing Dolly Parton because <laughs> I'm sure that was interesting to shoot. Where, because you all shoot at Warner Brothers, right? Yes. So, the whole water part of it, when you actually found Dolly Parton, <laughs> like, where was that shot? Um, there's a portion of the Warner Brothers lot in Burbank, uh, it's called the jungle. Mm-hmm. And then in the jungle, there is the lagoon. <laughs> okay. Uh, which you can dress and paint and do whatever you need to. You can drain, et cetera, et cetera. Not to ruin the movie magic for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Always. But uh, that's the same lagoon that was the uh, canal at which Levon took Lemon to oh, nice. go. On and, the gondola? Yeah, on the gondola. <laughs> and, and it's the same one that. Uh, <laughs> that Lemon and, and George went skinny dipping in mm-hmm. in the first season, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's it's very versatile. Our our set decoration people, our artistic directors on our show, we shoot the entire show on a studio lot, which gives us a great amount of control for an imaginary town. That you know, mm-hmm. when we shot the pilot, we would go to the front of the doctor's office and then drive 45 minutes and take the whole crew and the whole thing and we'd have to drive across town to shoot inside the doctor's mm-hmm. office. So we have a huge amount of control and our crew is just incredible to make that jungle and that lagoon look different every single time. Uh, it's, it's really incredible. But Dolly, it's my first time actually working with an animal. Yeah, I was going to say, what uh, was that like? Her name's Jade. Mm-hmm. Oh. She's a pit mix and she, I think she's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny to hear the our animal wranglers talk about you. They're like, they they wanted that type of dog. It's not <laughs> not the 
not the most extremely trainable of dogs, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's that's kind of like the great charm of of Tansy is that she has you know Dolly Parton is not <laughs> who you thought Dolly Parton was no. going to be. Right. Uh, you know she's rough and tumble, and, and that that dog is so cute and it's it's so great. But the, uh, the lagoon that night they heated it to to like eighty eighty two de- oh, degrees, nice. so it was nice and warm. Yeah. Last year. Uh, a tree went down, ripped up a gas main, and they couldn't heat it. Wow! No. So when Jamie and I, skinny dip. when Jamie King and I skinny dipped, <laughs> it was it was uh, oh, sixty one degree water, which mm-hmm. it sounds fine, right? You know, but, then, but that's cold. Stick your body in yeah. sixty. Yeah. yeah, it's, you know, it's thirty five degrees less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> colder than that's than your crazy. actual body is. So. It was uh, it was it was fun to shoot. We <laughs> we did that in one scene, so we oh, one take. Yeah. we did it one take. <laughs> that's I, funny. I have a very important question. How did they come up with the name Dolly Parton slash Why? Hey, everybody loves Dolly Parton. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's true. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know, I I don't know. I I that's part of our writers just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. I I think that's what makes. Heart of Dixie as unique as it is because I don't really feel like there's another hour-long show like ours. Mm-mm. You get a lot of our moments in, in half hours and in sitcoms and stuff, but you don't get an hour-long romantic comedy, basically, which yeah. is what we are, mm-hmm. uh, with a quirky side. And, you know, I think they just threw some names upon the board and said, Dolly Parton. And then they, <laughs> they'll write the backstory later, which they kind of heard tonight. Like, maybe that was the only thing to get her to stop whimpering when she was a puppy or something was playing yeah. Jolene for her and then you want to sing it again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming off a of cold yeah. so. well, we'll uh, see you singing we'll hear you singing quite a lot more yeah I sing in the very next episode yeah I'm excited for that we have yeah. to wait two weeks for that two weeks yeah. But. yeah so do you sing a lot? like tell us what have you done so far? I, I actually got my start singing. My okay. mom was a singer, dad was a drummer, and we met in a rock band called Ruckus in the 80s. What a story. And, uh, yeah, so I was ri- yeah. I was raised around music. I was my dad's roadie at, like, five years old. <laughs> oh. I had this drum set up, and I'd go play foosball with the bouncers at That's the door. That's fun. Um, but I kind of got my start singing in theme parks, actually. Wow. And before I booked uh, my first TV show, Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. uh, that earlier that year, I booked my first my first acting job ever, which was doing a show called Alter Boys in New York. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen that. And I was cool. one of the original cast, and it was a pretty special like year for me, and then I got Friday Night Lights in my, my, my first pilot season there. So it's something that I did all my life, that once I started working in TV, I, I did less and less of. So I love the fact that they played to all of their actor strengths, and they chose to put this backstory of George, you know, I, I made up a backstory and I pitched it a lot. And I <laughs> said, look, <laughs> George's dad didn't want him to be in choir. So like made him quit. And it's something that George has always held against his dad. You know, George and his dad have a little right. bit of a rocky relationship. So these are, these are things that you think of at night as if you're an actor <laughs> just sitting on set going, well, why am I singing? Why mm-hmm. is George Tucker singing? <laughs> so that's what we kind of came up with is that, you know, this is something he was passionate about, but you know, just wasn't in the cards for him. So yeah. being able to do it whenever he can is, is kind of fun. It's right. fun to watch all of you sing because you're not the only one who sings on the show. And we <coughs> we had Claudia Lee here, and she mm-hmm. sang on the show. And it's fun to see even Wade. You know, it's nice to see that us as fans enjoy when there's singing in the show because it shows another side to each character yeah. and a fun aspect of the show that you also don't get on many other shows. Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's kind of the cool charm of Bluebell is that it's a it's a small town, but it's big enough that we can be singing and it makes sense for us. It does. Turtle races and Shakespeare in the park (laughs) and whatever you do. We do all of these events, but they all fit perfectly. You know, it's its own character in its own right. And the fact that everyone gets to sing Laura Bell Bundy tonight, uh, you know, I've known her for years and years and years and she, she's a Broadway veteran. And when she does television, a lot of times, you know, you've just got to tone it down, but Mm -hmm. they let her just, they wind her up and let her go. <laughs> and it's, it's really kind of cool to be able to see somebody be able to do that and not feel like it's out of place. Mm-hmm. You know, right. if you get, like, Bones, you know, the TV show Bones. <laughs> Say Bones gets a musical episode. It has to be a special, and tonight a very special right. Bones. You know, right. it, it just doesn't fit, right? Yeah. But it's still fun, but it all, you know, yeah. people get, a, it's a little jarring for people, but us, it fits, right? Mm-hmm. It, it works, and it, it doesn't feel like you're skipping a beat. You know, yeah. So everything with Heart of Dixie fits, though. I mean, I feel like because it's a a small town show, you you're they do things and you say, okay, that's okay, because it, <laughs> yes. because it's, you can just imagine that's what's going on, and things that are so filled with drama that wouldn't be in real life are just massive there, and it's it's fun to 
see it and not have to be a part of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Brick's birthday. That was a little. Right? That was an. I mean, it was an event in itself for sure. And you see, that's when I you see start to see lemons. You know, she's going to turn around at that point when Magnolia tries to to sabotage it. Doesn't work out. Kind of backfires. But I thought Laura Bell Bundy did amazing. Me in that. too. I mean. Frank enjoyed it, right? The guys were all like, salivating. But I was actually him. happy for her because I know, like, we've talked about Brick and Shelby together, and we're like, I don't know about this. But, you know, I think she finally felt, like, kind of wanted by him. Now, like, the town knows, and he was happy to share that with people. So it wasn't that whole, like, stigma attached to the, the younger girl with the older doctor. But I don't know. I think that was good, and it was an interesting way to kind of bring it out. How do you feel about your almost father-in-law and ex-girlfriend dating? Um, yeah, I think I think George, <laughs> I think George said it all in the Pioneer Days episode. He's like, "If you're a doctor, why are you trying to kill me? Like, I don't want to hear any of this. Seriously. This is not when yeah when they say don't go there. There is the there that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And he, you know, but at the end of the day, you see. You know, it's been nice uh, as a through line for this season for George and Brick. Is you know, Brick said earlier, you know, when he when Lemon and George fell apart, he didn't feel like his daughter lost a fiance. He felt like like he lost a son, right? Because mm-hmm. he's got two girls and he raised them on his own, and you know, never had a boy, and that's probably why he has such an affection for Jonah as, as well. You know, yeah. you see him just beaming, so mm-hmm. so happy that his boy's back. You know, and. uh <clears throat> it's it's at the end of the day he just wants Brick to be happy and you'll there's going to be a lot more of Shelby and Brick coming down the pipeline yeah. and uh, and it's going to cause drama for a lot of people uh, and you know Lemon's going to be <laughs> looking for people to turn to to try and deal with it you know right. wrap her head around it and uh, there's a lot of fun there's a lot of fun coming out of that storyline. Yeah, which right now, obviously, she doesn't have um, much support much support from anyone because she kind of lost her friends a little bit in that yeah. sense. Well, George, you know, that's that's the one thing about George. He's a good guy. At the end of the day, when he lost Zoe to Wade, he very simply went to Wade and said, look, if you're going to do it, do it right. Make sure that you talk to her because yeah. that's something that Wade, he knows Wade doesn't do. Wade, share your feelings. Like, just talk to her and make sure that you guys are on the right track, you know, and that's you wouldn't expect someone to do that, but that's that's kind of the sweetness of George shining through. Mm-hmm. And when he sees somebody get in trouble, like Zoe in the first half of season one, he is going to step up and defend him, even if nobody else. It's not a popular decision. So yeah. you, you might see so, some more of that George kind of kind of shine through as as, the, as that storyline goes through. Uh, George actually has a pretty big part to play in it as it's going forward. But he cares for Brick. He knows that Shelby makes Brick very happy. And he hasn't seen Brick happy in that way. And, I mean, I think we've said yeah. 13, 11, 12, 13, 13 years. 13 years or something. You know, so crazy. He's gonna, he'll, he'll fight for that, that happiness. Yeah. I personally don't mind Brick and Shelby, but if our viewers and people who check us out on <laughs> iTunes have opinions about it, it would be great <laughs> if you could comment. Tell us what you think. We'd love to know what you're thinking so we can kind of see different opinions of fans of this show. So rate, comment, tell a friend. Especially check this one out because we have Scott Porter here with us. So make sure you go to iTunes. Um, and it looks yeah. like we have a question from someone. Is someone on the line, Stephen? Uh, no, we have a chat roll. Our live question. viewers on our chat roll want to ask you, Scott. Mm-hmm. We have two questions. We have what is it like working with Cress Williams again after Friday Night Lights? Yeah. That's a good one. As well as um, Allison would like to know <laughs> that, like, having such an amazing cast and you work with them all the time, who's kind of like the favorite person you have that you might even hang out with outside of the show and everything like that? <laughs> and I know it's singling someone out, but... <laughs> no, I mean, all right, I can, I can answer both of these kind of at the same time. Uh, that was the last man in kind of on the show. Uh, I it was in the middle of a pilot season where I had been on hold for a different project and Heart of Dixie was there and had kind of come back and and come back again and I saw that Crest got cast and and I knew Wilson from auditioning again you know both of us tested for Captain America for yeah, for Marvel yeah. and but when I saw Crest get signed on I was like okay you know what like the Rachel of it all and the Jamie of it all is very interesting and they're going to be such strong female leads then you see like Wilson and Tim Matheson sign on and then Cress was second to last and he and I was like wow okay they've actually got like a crazy talented cast and I, I don't care you know I, I don't I don't care that this is such a change of pace for me maybe this is exactly what I wanted and uh and 
you know, Crest being as great as he is and as skilled of an actor as he is, um, and getting to know him in, at, you know, in Austin when we were doing Friday Night Lights, we'd be in the gym together all the time down yeah. there. And uh, he's just got a, he's got such a deep soul and uh, he's such a great man outside of being an actor, you know. And he, when I saw him sign on, I was like, all right, you know what, that, I, I'm an idiot if I say no. I'm just going to jump yeah. in and let's, let's just see where this goes. Uh, as far as like hanging out outside of work, um, you know, Cress and I, we go out to a little bar here in, in L.A. and we'll do karaoke like you know, <laughs> once a month, you know. And cool. uh, Wilson and I hang out a ton, actually, offset. Uh, Wilson and I hit it off in a big way when we were shooting the pilot, uh, which is funny because him and I didn't work together on the pilot. Oh. But, uh, but okay. you know, I think we're, we're very, you know, similar in age, a lot of similar likes and, and things that we love. And, you know, it, it's, it's very cool. Uh, but I, I love everyone on our, on our show. Uh, Rachel and Jamie. Jamie hosts games night, game nights all the time, and you know we'll we'll go hit those up, and <laughs> you know it's just it's a lot of fun, and we all support each other too. Wilson had his web series come out, mm-hmm. Stupid Hype, and yes. there wasn't a cast member that did not show up for his big huge premiere party. I mean that's how close we are. That's like awesome. it's it's just you are there for our you know your fellow castmates things all the time. Uh, last season I used to go and do like Broadway stuff with Deborah Craig who played uh, Shelley in, in season oh, one, yeah. mm-hmm. and lo and behold like four or five six cast members would show up just to support you know just a little cabaret and a a little bar in Los Feliz and it was you know it's it's really kind of cool especially after working on Friday Night Lights I have such high expectations for how casts should interact and how much of a family you really should be but then over time you know you work on shows with more established actors who have you know crazy busy life schedules outside of work like the good wife you know juliana margulies is fantastic and she's a wonderful woman but outside of work she had a baby she had a new yeah. husband and a new baby she has everything that she's got going on and you don't get really a chance to hang out with them so this was a breath of fresh air again after doing a couple of different shows where i didn't get a chance to really become friends with yeah. people Everyone that's come in here has said the same thing, just how much fun it is to go to work, that they enjoy oh, it so you much. you know what? So. You know who I do hang out with more than anybody else? Ross Phillips. He's like my little brother. Tom Long. Yeah. Yes. He's like my little brother. I, 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 for some reason, I just want to put my arm around that kid and be like, kid, follow me. <laughs> I'm going to show you the world. Because uh, I think I started when I was about the same age as him. And, you know, I, I think I identify with him a lot. And so we went to the Walking Dead premiere for season three of The Walking Dead. And, yeah. you know, we were both like kids in a candy store. We like <laughs> one of our favorite shows on TV. And, and, you know, we talk TV all the time, talk music all the time. And he's, he's a great guy. I see That's you guys fun. feuding over Twitter sports. I see that a lot. I was going to ask you about that. You're yeah. a huge sports fan, obviously, yeah. I'm assuming. He's a damn Patriots fan. Hey, know. hey, don't knock him. Me too. I'm a Broncos guy, so, you know, no love lost. But, yeah, that's, I mean, and that's kind of the, the cool thing as well is that, you know, we just, we have so many cast members that are just very multifaceted, you mm-hmm. know, love sports, love music, love right. video games, you know, all these different things. And, and I have something in common with everybody on our show. That's awesome. Okay, well, last topic of the night, let's talk about real quick, is the whole LaVon and Annabeth thing, because we got to get to that, because that's when you start to see Lemon. Once Lemon finds out her best friend has kind of betrayed her a little bit after she told her that she loved, was in love with LaVon, Lemon is going to go back to, it looks like she's going to kind of revert to her old ways. This is where being a guy, this is where I feel like this is a relationship that I look at completely in a different light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Cress... LaVon says at the end of the show, when do I get to be happy? Mm-hmm. And it feels like Lemon has made every decision in his love life, even though she has moved on. Maybe she hasn't moved on. I don't know. Right. This is where guys don't understand women, <laughs> I think, at the end of the day. Because all of you ladies, like, if you had a friend that knew that you were, like, kind of in love with a guy and then you started dating somebody else, what, is there a statute of limitations on, oh, yeah. like, like, a it, best like, there's, friend? there's, like, yeah. guy code, I guess, but I don't, like, what's girl code? There's I girl imagine code. it's stronger. You don't do huh? that. You don't mess with your girls. Not if it's someone, like, a serious relationship, which I guess, I don't know, it was serious for Lemon. She told Annabeth that. But, like, you're one of your best friends, they don't ever. Yeah, girl you, code, you never. Don't. Or years, years. Give it years, oh, not a couple months. Yeah, for real. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, well, that sucks because that sucks because I, they may be the relationship on the show that I, I personally am rooting for Anna the Beth most. And Caitlin uh, was such a great surprise uh, for us because in the second episode of season one, she was the other 
cousin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like she was Lemon's, you know, friend, but her cousin was like the main focal point as far as guest stars that day. And and this is why our writers, this is why I love our writers. You see a character like Frank, who is, you know, mm-hmm. we know he works at the Dixie Stop. Right. And you're going to see more and more and more of him. Dash, DeWitt, you, mm-hmm. you see him all the time. Tom and Wanda. These storylines evolve even for our smallest characters in the town because they cast such individual characters and they're so great. And Caitlin has just become, I think, a star yeah. on, on mm-hmm. the show. I think Annabeth is such a great character. And, and I do. I want to see LaVon happy. I, I think he, we all do. Mm-hmm. He's been the best guy on the show. He's mm-hmm. been the one that hasn't wronged anybody, really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think he does deserve to be happy, but it's unfortunate that girl code is, it's a yeah. bond that's unbreakable, huh? You, you yeah. mess up like that, this is, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. But I get, I get where you're coming from, though, because they never really, although we obviously know that Lemon was in love with LeVon, they never really had a relationship. <laughs> so they kind of had this, like, little thing for a while, and... I don't know. I'm she was in I'm love split. with I, him. Part of me like agrees with you guys and girl code whatever, but yeah. part of me is like, you know what? I don't know. Like it wasn't actually Well, Lavon was her saving grace. You know, she was going through a really hard time. George was in New York. Her mom, you know, she was having all those feelings about her mother and I, I think it was hard for her and George wasn't there to support her in that and Lavon was. And you remember the people you go through hard times with and you will always connect those hard times with that person. Well, that was still a wrong choice on her part. Well, it was a wrong <laughs> choice, but I think that's why she hasn't gotten it o- gotten over it yet is because that's who Levon is to her. And so, mm-hmm. in that sense, even Annabeth knowing what Lemon went through with her mother and with George, she has to stick by her side even more. I don't agree they shouldn't be happy and I think Annabeth and Levon would be great, but just the way, if she had approached Lemon prior to you know, having <laughs> sex with Levon, I think it would be a different story. Maybe. I, I mean, think she knew. I think the situation is only made worse because it, there seems to be a lack of communication on mm-hmm. like several people's parts. Like, Annabeth will never say to Levon, like, you know, you did kind of used to be in love with Lemon, and then like Annabeth won't tell Lemon, so it's just yeah. like... <laughs> you know, I, I, I always... Before I moved out to L.A. and before I, I lived here, you know, if you're from the Midwest, you hear rumors about the West Coast, you know. So I used to always say, because I lived in New York for a long time, then I lived in the Midwest and stuff. I say in the, in the East Coast, they are honest to a fault. Mm-hmm. In the Midwest, they're honest if you ask them. In the West Coast, it's lie, 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 right? That's how I always, like, kind of looked at it. Mm-hmm. You, you've got to guard yourself accordingly. So you've got to understand that when you go to New York, you are going to have to kind of have a thicker skin. But... They're honest if you ask in Bluebell, mm-hmm. but you got to ask. And I think people feel like they're going to kind of overstep their bounds. It drives me nuts when I watch the show yeah. mm-hmm. because I'm like, why can nobody say anything to <laughs> right? anyone? Uh. Wait, just tell Zoe how you feel. Levant, tell Anna and tell Lemon to stop. Come on, guys. Like, just yeah. talk to each other. And, and then I, I drive myself crazy because, you know, I, I, there's been a number of times that George should just say, hey, look. All right, but he he doesn't, you know. I think, and I think it's just because of the manners and respect that you have for for people in in a small town like that. But you're completely and totally right that all of these problems would get cleared up much quicker than we wouldn't have a TV show. So I, you know, (laughs) gotta have a drama, (laughs) a little bit of drama there. And what they didn't show us the whole like fourth base thing there too. That was well, they're not about to show (laughs) us. They They showed us Fifty Shades of Grey, Wade and Zoe like all the time. So I just when they when she was like, oh, we like hooked up, hooked up. I I was was, like, oh wait, I thought there was just a kiss. I think that was a surprise. They left it that way though because the beginning of the episode, Whitney looked at me. She goes, did they have? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought they kissed. She she dropped a soup pan and you saw her leg kick up. Like we knew what was coming, right? Come on now. Oh yeah. For a woman of the South, though, like... Girl, mm. well, she's been talking about that Fifty Shades of Grey. She's been talking about wondering how LeVon looks under those clothes since, Mm -hmm. like, episode seven of season one, so... Could have expected it. Yeah, (laughs) and she used to be married, so I guess it's been hard for her. (laughs) Oh. I love Annabeth. I think she's such a firecracker. She's so funny. And I don't know. I was surprised, though. I was surprised. She took me by surprise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I don't know that anybody could play Lemon like Jamie King. No. She's she's brilliant. But that's why I think that Caitlin pops, too, is because Jamie's so great at what she does. And and Caitlin has really, you know, she could have been like a carbon copy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that a lot of people who would come into the show would be like, oh, I'm a Belle, too. So everybody's got to kind of, you know, follow in line. Uh with with whoever's leading the way and and Jamie's like I said is such a force mm-hmm. on the show that 
it, she could have been swallowed up. A, you know, Annabeth really could have been a character that is, you know, could have been right. a very forgetful, you know, forgotten character. And, and she's forged her own way. And I think in order to be somebody like Lemon's best friend, you have to have a little bit mm-hmm. of an attitude of your own. And, you know, I think I think Caitlin really found the, the balance yeah, there. You that's know? true. That's true. Okay, well, before we round out to some news and gossip, what do you have going on that you can share with fans of the show? Anything just personally or <laughs> other stuff you're working on, that kind of stuff? Uh, you know, like we spent we spent the better part of the fall getting ready and geared up for, I have a movie that's going to be coming out this oh, year cool. uh, called The To-Do List with Aubrey Plaza, oh, yeah. and yeah. Rachel's in it as mm-hmm. well, Connie mm-hmm. Britton, my old yeah. Friday Night Lights Look mate. Look at that. Oh, that's back around. Uh, it was going to come out. On Valentine's Day, but they've pushed it until August, so it's kind of a really quiet uh, spring for me. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of nice, you know. I just get to focus on these last four episodes. Sometimes when you work on a show, you know, we started shooting in July, and you get to the last month of shooting, and you know, senioritis, like when you're in high school, yeah. it starts. That <laughs> you're ready to because you. Every day, you know, you're up at you're up at five, and you're at work for thirteen, you know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen hours focused on the show and and you have to keep it for eight months you know that focus for eight months and it's nice to not have the next job right away so that i can just kind of really focus on these last four episodes i think you know i think we will probably have a another huge huge shift in that season two finale like like much like the one that we had in season one and we all we all had to be on board and really really ready to go when all the heavy starts, start, you know, heavy, yeah. heavy stuff started happening in season one. So, you know, I just, it's, it's nice to kind of just sit back and kind sure. of prepare. Yeah, yeah, I would not doubt that for a second. Well, yeah. that's awesome. Okay, well, let's get into some news and gossip. <laughs> it seems like we have a special guest tonight. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what are you saying, Stephen? I think I know who it is. Oh, we have a special guest in the house tonight. Here she comes. Okay. Oh, she's, she's locked, locked out. out. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. Take a guess. Who uh, could it be? <laughs> I'm your teammate. Uh, that's what we've heard. We got screwed. We got screwed. <laughs> Yay. Hi. Thanks for joining Hi. us. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hi. We did. Hi. Hi. We heard about the, the game. He was talking to us about it earlier. I'm just never going to get it. What happened, it. though? You guys lost? Was no, it we, close? We actually did not lose. We got screwed. And that, you know that for real. Like, it was no joke. Even the refs were telling me in my ear, and I was such a bitch because I was like, I was like, you know that wasn't a touchdown. And he'd be like, whispering in my ear, he'd be like, they said that we just got to give it to oh. them. Oh. Like, hey, yeah, they, just but, said, <laughs> they just said they're giving it to them. But be, even before that, I had a surefire touchdown, and their coach comes off the sidelines with the towel and knocks down Did the pass. Did you see pass. that? That was awful. I, was, like, of course I saw it. Yeah, it happened right in front of my face. I was, like, I was so mad, and it was, by, it was by a professional football player, and I just walked over, and I said, listen, Mr. Arian Foster, you do this for a living. This was like my one chance to score a touchdown on like national television, right? and I was so excited. You know who else was pissed? Our quarterback was Jesse Palmer. He was. I saw him later on that evening. Oh, really? We were watching so at the Justin Timberlake like oh, show. So jealous. <laughs> yeah, first time in five years. Not so shabby. I watched it with Emmett Smith and Jesse Palmer, and Jesse just came over and he's like, "I'm still just fuming. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot believe we lost. Yeah, they I let, know. Ugh. Yeah, watch it on direct I TV. I saw that towel <laughs> smackdown, and I'm like, really? And people like, here's the thing: what people don't realize is. The pros actually take it so seriously. Oh, yeah. They were really, really mad. I was really mad too, but <laughs> I'm always mad. <laughs> yeah, that's how, what I was gonna say. How'd you do last year? Did you did you all did you? I did well last year, yeah. Times, huh? I play in it every year. Every year. I am like a staple. So what's your, like your record right now? Um well the the direct T V game I always come through and like, you know, I have a few good receptions and I've sacked, you know, Kurt Warner. Actually, no, <laughs> Kurt Warner I did. Have you ever played in the Madden Bowl? I have not. Okay. I was this to. your first this ever? Was my, well, no, I did I did something uh, for a season kickoff five years ago, and I, I caught a ball, and Marcus Allen was covering me. I caught oh, a ball, and nice. I spin moved, and I put a spin move on wow. him, and I've got it on tape. I still have it on tape <laughs> at home. Isn't it, that funny? You're like probably more same, proud of that than anything else. It's on the same DVD as when I made SportsCenter. I was at a. I'm a big Allen Iverson fan just because mm-hmm. I'm a Georgetown I fan. I love Allen so Iverson too. I went to a Clippers 
Nuggets game when they were playing, and he hit a game winner three pointer with two seconds on the clock, and I leap up. I got courtside seats. The only time I ever set courtside at anything, <laughs> and I jump up into frame, and we high, I get high five by Allen Iverson, <laughs> and I was on Sports Center, like you know they air that thing every That's hour. Amazing. So I, was like, so I, I DVR'd and then. Saved that. Saved it yeah, to for sure. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, a couple of big it. sports moments, but uh, yeah. we'll have to go get them next year. Well, I play in the Madden Bowl game. They generally do it in Malibu, and I think it was two years ago. Greatest day of my life. <laughs> um, I. It was like divine intervention. It was as if God came down and said, "You are going to be a Super Bowl, a football star today." <laughs> I had three touchdowns. Wait, okay? I think I saw this. Did Montana, Zach play that game? I, I don't remember because okay. I play in so many of them. It's hard to remember <laughs> which, who was in what. I think I saw your shining moment. All I, think I, I remember was Joe Montana and I were in a rhythm, and the fact that I can say that is sick. <laughs> and then and within the first minute of the game, I sacked Kurt Warner, and he tried to deke me out, and I still caught him. And so he was sour. He's still to this day sour at me. He gets mad every time he sees me. <laughs> Love hilarious. you, Kurt. Love you. <laughs> um, Does he get sour because you remind him of it every yes, time you of see him? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had a two-point conversion. I was, like, off the charts. It was crazy. So at halftime, the guys that were, like, voting were like, "You, it's you and Montana neck and neck for MVP. I'm like, shut up. Whatever. I ended up winning MVP of the game. <laughs> wow. It was no joke. I was, like, on cloud nine for the rest of my life. And then... Um, at the Super Bowl in Dallas two years ago, I played in the video game Madden Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was only because all the teams didn't show up because it was a blizzard. Right, And right, people right. were stuck. Right. And the Electronic Arts guys come up to me. They're like, Menounos, we need you to step in. I'm like, guys, I haven't played a video game since Super Mario Brothers and Contra. Right. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. And so they're like, please, please, please. I'm like, fine. So I got on a team with Patrick Willis and Chad Ochocinco, and we ended up winning the whole tournament, and now I'm in the Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records oh wow. what? for the first female to ever win, and my name is etched on this, like, Stanley Cup trophy. I'll, I'll be the only female for the history of, like, this event. So you'd have to share it, like, four months out of the year with, with Willis and no, Ochocinco? No, we don't get to, like, you know, keep it, but it's, like, it's a legit, like, he, every that's, Hall of Famer, like awesome. everyone's on it, and then I'm in this Guinness Book of World Records for it. That's, that's <laughs> wow. How does so, that happen? That's, I mean, that's crazy. I yeah. don't know. That's like my crazy <laughs> life, but like that's my favorite thing that like I get to do is play in these games. Yeah, I, I love. But are you sore? I, you know what? I wouldn't have been sore had we played on, ter- but we played on sand. That's mm. the, my point. Yes. There were parts of my legs that I was just like, why? What is, where did this, yeah. I run on turf all the time. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, that sand, running in sand was, and they gave us these, Reebok gave us these crazy shoes oh, that yeah. have like tread on the, mm-hmm. like on the, on the outside of the shoes. I guess mm. they're specially designed to run mm-hmm. in sand oh, and stuff. Nice. So it was fun though. I had, I had a great time so regardless. Fun. Uh, of the outcome. Going to the Super Bowl <laughs> is actually like going to a, a music festival and then having a football game break out. This, this weekend I saw, C- I saw CeeLo Green had. and Goody Mob. I saw Lil Wayne. I saw Justin Timberlake's first live performance so in five yeah, years. Jealous, I saw yeah. Stevie Wonder, a 70-minute Stevie Wonder set. You saw wow. Stevie too? Yeah. You got a lot in. Then I got, right? I, then I got, I got see, a lot in. I got to see <laughs> the Roots for two hours at, at the tailgate. I mean, wow. I was like, Yeah. He had yeah, a good weekend, awesome. people. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Minus the fact that he's got he. T- did you tell her what happened in the airport? What? Oh, oh god. <laughs> Roxy, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> if you're sorry. listening, Roxy. Roxy, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, and, and then she tweeted at me today. She's like, "I know you took my bag at the airport <laughs> because you're just sore that you lost." Oh, Roxy wow. Diaz. So, Ouch. Uh, over at Entertainment Tonight, she she and I, I guess, were on the same flight back. Uh-huh. And I was just so tired after the weekend, and we got a duffel bag, you know, from playing in the game. Yeah. And so I saw that duffel bag come down on the oh, you took <laughs> luggage carousel, and I've never done this before, but yeah, I took it. And then I got <laughs> home, and I opened it up, and I was like, why are there pink things? Booty shorts. <laughs> why are, what is this? Why do I have an Entertainment Tonight camera <laughs> case? Hilarious. Yeah, That's It's so like, funny. please call this number to return oh. this item. I was like, oh, oh no. Great. So Another thing you got to do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I got to drive back to LAX tonight and yeah. drop off her bag so, so I can get my own. Funny. You, is that, are you really doing that tonight? Yeah, I have to. For 
real? Yes, I ha- I like have to. If you don't do, <laughs> if you don't drive somebody else's bag back to the airport within like forty eight hours, they say they're not responsible for what happens oh, to your bag at that point. Oh. Wait, but where's your bag? <laughs> she was smart enough to look at the tag and, and it left said it there? Scott Porter, <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, I'll just leave this here and hopefully figure out a way." Yeah. See, now yeah. you could have had the nice exchange within, like, you know, a normal range rather than having to go to the airport. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I, you know what I say to that? Move. Balls. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Crazy weekend. All right. Well, I'm going to let you guys continue on your discussion. I wanted yeah. to barge in way earlier, but I kept working. And so, like, <laughs> I'm going to now lift my leg as I've been doing, like, this oh, today yeah. in Chili's. I had to lift my legs to cross them because oh, I'm so nice sore from this game. this little spot under my knee that... I don't know what even what wraps around huh. down here, but that's that's what's hurting for oh, me. Oh, yeah. I had that during yeah. Dancing with the Stars, that little bit here. Yeah. 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 They have really great bands. <laughs> <laughs> you wear them you under. Wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to Their wear them at different points dance. when I was in a lot of pain. Bands. <laughs> different bands. Um, yeah. oh, anyway, well, thanks for coming after, bud. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you for glad that me. you were able to come in. You guys have been getting great guests from the show. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Heart of Dixie rocks. I love it. I love it. Who do we have left to get in? We have Mallory Moy coming in a couple weeks, yeah. and then we're working on some other ones as well. So. Very nice. Anywhere yeah. I can go and just talk for like 40 minutes, I, it's I usually, fun, right? I usually enjoy yeah. it. Like, Why not? Chatty Kathy. But it's great because, you know, with, with After Buzz, it's, you guys, they're super fans of your show. Well, so it's like you're not going and getting interviewed by... Just anybody, like, yeah. mm-hmm. which is cool. So that's why we love what we do here. Yeah, it's We're much invested. better than the interview where they're like, and you, you play. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Uh, wait, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. So what's the show about? <laughs> Tell us the about your character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I had an interview um David Morrissey from Walking Dead oh. today. And I'm like gushing. I'm like, oh my god, are, I can't figure it out. Like, are you evil? Are you good? I'm dying. Are you? So he was like, you're a big fan of the show. I'm like, yes. I can tell you. I can so, tell you. I you know. know everything. Oh yeah. How do you know? But see, that's the problem. That's the problem. Secrets. You want to know, but you don't want to no, know. No, you don't want to know. Right? I would never do that to you. You don't want to know. I would never do that to you. Can't right? spoil it. Never spoil. Anyway, I get, I get, I, I, ugh. I got no. Uh, I watch. <laughs> All right. So I watch I watch some reality shows. I don't call them reality shows. I call them game shows. If there's okay. like a big if there's Bachelor. A, a million dollar prize at the end, I don't know if like winning another person is a prize. Okay. I don't know if that. If that but, All right, wait, I need to hear what you're watching. Go ahead. No, so so I watch like so you think you can dance, which I think okay. I love that show. I love right? that show. But our schedules don't always allow us to watch them on time. Yeah. So I just I always put spoiler tags. Like on Twitter, I'm always like spoiler, this and this and right. this. So I was like, okay, everybody out there, I'm watching the show. And I'm gonna, I'm, I will tweet about it. And then somebody was like, I can't believe you're six weeks behind. This person won. <laughs> oh, this person no. went home. This per- I, was, I was just worse. like, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. And then I was like, why would you do that? Then, uh, Twitter's the worst, blocked. especially when we watch Heart of Dixie blocked. because the East Coast watches before us. Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. tweet so like, about it. Read. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, read it. Can't go on for yeah, that, a couple of hours. You just got to shut the phone off, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those, if you don't want to get spoiled, you can't live tweet anything. I've, I've also mm-hmm. learned that. I can't. I yeah. know. You, uh, anyway. I know. The hardest is like I'll I'll do that with like games like because I'm like religious about my Patriots or my Celtics. Oh, and yeah. so God, I Patriots will like... Fans. God, you're knocking them. So many They're a great room. team. <laughs> I mean, it's the team. I'm a Broncos fan, so we... A what? A Broncos fan. So oh. I have rooted for you guys in the past. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't even know who you guys are anymore. Oh, well... <laughs> Actually, and no, you guys were good this year. They were. were I was. I was at the. uh, And I love. I feel like I'm bad luck for the Patriots though, because I was at the. Were you at at the the game? Patriots Giants, not the second one. I was at the first one. I was at both. uh, Kill myself. um, (laughs) It was awful. You you won a couple in the past decade. I think you guys are fine. No, we have not won enough. (laughs) I I need another one. Won enough. No, we have not. Every year it's a heartbreak, (laughs) but you walk away and you just don't talk about it. You're like, it never happened. Yeah, no, it did happen. But hold on. So you DVR games and you actually go back and watch them later. Yes, and I won't. This is what I do. I won't look at my email. It's a like very tragic business day for me because I won't look at my Twitter. I won't look at my like emails. Any emails that are coming through, if they're from anyone who's remotely going to spoil it for me, I won't look. Oh, how right. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like psychotic about it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gotta yeah. do what you gotta do. Gotta do what you yeah. gotta do. Right? I, I, could take some, I could take some pointers on that. <laughs> yeah. Not to get your favorite show spoiled. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Oh. Oh, goodness. Oh, so it's a good thing you haven't spoiled Heart of Dixie for us tonight. We have hey, stuff to look forward like to, I right? Like I said, I would never do that to you guys. Yeah, I, know, I know. We <laughs> trust you. Yeah. Just some teases. I know, right? <laughs> well, good job, you guys. I was listening in, so. Thank I'm you. Gonna Thanks head for joining us. Of course. Yeah.
right. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. Take care. You too. All right. <clears throat> Bye, girl. Bye. <laughs> okay, so let's round it out. We're going to do a little bit of news and gossip, and then we'll get into After predictions. Okay. You got stuff for us? I got a lot. I mean, I have some things written down, but following that, those great stories. Right. It's, you Good know. stuff. But just uh, the <laughs> most important thing is uh, probably Rachel Bilson is actually on two covers this month. Magazines. So she is she is doing it out there. Um, <laughs> Cosmopolitan Australia uh, for okay. March 2013, which actually I guess is next month, but it is on stands now. That's how it works. Uh, That's how it works. (laughs) So um, in the issue of Cosmo, she actually dishes about her personal style, and the article is about you know what tips she gives. She gives, Mm -hmm. um, and she says, "Wear what makes you happy, and don't put too much thought into it." Which we were we saw the commercial earlier. Shoe mint. We're like, we gotta get on that and check out some of her (laughs) shoes there. Mm She is also in Women's Health UK for the March slash April 2013 issue. And on the front cover, it says, Get a belly like Bilson in four moves. Uh, Girl, show me how. There you go. <laughs> Pick yes. up the magazines, read them on your flight. Summer, <laughs> summertime is coming there up. You so go. you definitely want to have the six pack. Um, she <laughs> also comments on how to keep a relationship alive. And she says, Communication is the most important thing in any relationship. And I'm terrible at it. And it's oh. really caused a lot of problems lately. It's really important to communicate from the beginning. Set it up for the relationship to succeed. And I think that's kind of what ironic. we've been talking yeah, about the yeah, entire exactly. night for Heart of Dixon. So, so I guess it's art imitating life. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, that hit stands tomorrow, actually. Um, but since we don't live in the UK, um, you can also find it <laughs> online at womenshealthmag.co.uk. So. Okay, best part of the night. We got to get into predictions, so you'll have to let us know if we're anywhere close. Yeah. I kind of have a good one, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's for real, but Jonah. Mm-hmm. I think him and Zoe might have a little something. Yes, I see it. I can see it happening. He's successful. You just got to watch the reactions talked, over there. Well, the you talked about he's kind of a mixture, which I could tell, between Wade and George. And I think that might be exactly what she needs. Although I'd be really sad because I do like Wade and Zoe. But I don't know. I could see something. He already kind of tried to ask her out. He so. did. And he's been, been reading about her on Dash's blog. So I'm just, you know, we'll see. <clears throat> What's that little cough there? <laughs> this is uh-huh. like when Tim was here. We asked him if he had a woman in his future, and he didn't say anything. And then when the Shelby thing hit, we were like, oh, how could he not That was unexpected. That was unexpected. I mean, Wade and Zoe are fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there would have to be a lot of things that would have to yeah. happen, happen. For, right. for that to occur. Uh, but I can say that, that Jonah does stick around for a little bit. Okay, well, who knows? I'm who excited knows? for that. Can I piggyback off of your prediction? Yeah. I wrote this down while we were watching. I think that Wade is going to break up with Zoe. Really? I don't know. I think he's going to get frustrated or I don't know. I think he's going to, I, I think know. it's going to be him breaking up with her. I don't know. That I think be. he needs her right now. He needs her to kind of help him get get started with this bar idea. Mm-hmm. He needs the financing? Uh, no, I just think that she's she's supportive. I don't know. Okay, who else? Who has some? Sugar mama. Yeah. I think Sugar so. Mama. I was kidding. <laughs> I personally, my thoughts go towards Annabeth and Levon. I think, yes, she says no tonight to him, but I think Lemon's really going to go hard at her, and I think she's going to be forced to kind of abandon her allegiance to her and go for what her heart's feeling, because she's your best friend, but if she starts going Lemon on you, I would jump ship real fast, right, I we'll think. Because she's scary. Mm-hmm. Lemon's very manipulative and If intense. she comes back around, right? If. We'll yes. see. <laughs> I'm going to go a different direction. Okay. And I, we've been talking about a wedding coming up. I think someone hinted at that or someone told, I can't remember how we found out, but we've heard that there's a wedding mm-hmm. and we all thought that it was going to be Tom and Wanda, which I'm still not sure that I don't think that's what will happen, but now I'm starting to think maybe Brick and Shelby. Oh. Possibly. There is a wedding coming down the pipe. Yeah. 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 There is officially a wedding coming down the pipe, but, uh, you know, you might be in the neighborhood. It's yeah. Tom and Well, because we've been... It's, yeah, it has to be. I hope we, it is. A spoiler alert, if, in case you didn't hear me say it the first time, a couple weeks ago, the the lady from... Um, that 70s show. That 70s show is coming on to play Wanda's, Wanda's mom. mom. So Why might, would she be there? Right. Wanda's getting married. <laughs> yeah. but, we'll see. We'll see. But, back to Brick and Shelby, I think that... <laughs> 
he's at the point in his life where he's obviously on the older side and she's just like very eager and very much into the relationship and kind of trying to take on this almost motherly role to um, to Lemon and to Magnolia who aren't really having it at this point mm, at all. Yeah. But I can see that kind of causing some drama with them if maybe, maybe they don't get married but I have a feeling Brick might in- propose, I was going to say engage her. Brick <laughs> might engage propose her. her. He's already doing that. <laughs> he's, he's, already, he's got already that under control. Yeah. But I don't know. I could see it because I feel like their relationship is very fast-paced already, and it would almost just make sense mm-hmm. to yeah. have that happen. But I don't know. We'll see. You got any, anything for I, us? Any teases you can share? I think I teased a couple of things yeah. earlier. Yeah, you, you, have, you have. You have. We'll um, see some more come around, huh? Yeah. I mean, there there are definitely. I, I talked about it earlier. There's those developments in that in the Shelby Brick okay. uh, relationship for sure, and seeing how the girls react to it. Uh, is really going to test yeah. this whole Lemon 2.0 situation. Uh, right, <laughs> that's what I would guess. I'm yeah. adding to my prediction. I think they're eloping. Just saying that right now. Okay, Ooh. well, we, y'all have to stay tuned to check out Hard Dicks. I know we'll be back in two weeks, but before we wrap up, can you tell where they can find you on Twitter and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, just at my name, at Scott Porter on Twitter. So you can um, follow for any updates for George yeah. of George Tucker, and right? And on, uh, on Instagram, I'm at Skittish Kid. S-K-I-T-T-I-S-H Kid. K-I-D. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. And uh, I always, I always, you know, throw up pictures that uh, might be a little spoilerific for, yeah, I for Hardy Dixie folks. Yeah, so. <laughs> we'll keep into that because super fans of the show. Thanks for joining us tonight. I'm Whitney Lane. Um, you can find me on Twitter at WhitneyLane1118. Hi, I am Paige Sullivan. Thank you again. And you can find me on Twitter at PageSell or at PerfectPage.com. I'm Christine Archer, and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram at C. Archer. I'm Michelle Renee, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Michelle Renee LA. And thanks for joining us, Scott. We had a blast tonight. So head to AfterBuzz TV, and we'll see you in two weeks. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.